0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm, of course, your host, Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Mind Method. And today, I have an incredible mentor and teacher here with me today, which is Alison Armstrong. Hi, Alison. Hi there. Good to be with you. I'm so excited to have you here, especially because I took your whole weekend workshop back in 2009. I was just joking with you before. I have all my notes here. The book's falling apart. And I want to make sure that the women start to get a taste of that as well, of this incredible work that you've been doing now since like really 1991, right? Like exploring human behavior, uh, specifically with your decision to study men, to find out how you were bringing out the worst in them, right? And how you can actually bring out the best in them. And your success in understanding men naturally led to studying women's behaviors, of course, and making vital connections between the two. Information about your work, Alison, is of course available at understandmen.com. So welcome. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I I just have to say, (laughs) Andrea, that I have learned so much about men since 2009. You could fill another notebook. <laughs> so, <laughs> I invite you to come do our newest Understanding Men online because there are so many topics and so many things that we know now that we didn't know then.
0: Just, I'm sure, yeah. Just you're,
1: saying. You're like I'm the eternal researcher. There. Yeah. And
0: Absolutely.
1: I, I can't not. I can't not. And also since I became unexpectedly single a year and a half ago or so when Greg passed, um, I have a whole new view into men and dating and and romance and love and being in love and something I call due diligence. So um, yeah, it's it's really interesting around here. People are I'm getting a kick out of what happened to Alison Armstrong.
0: (laughs) All right, let's talk about it. And I thought it was actually very intriguing when you asked me about the name of the channel and of the podcast. And I would love to hear your take on what women actually overlook and don't know when it comes to magnetizing the man. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you went there because... um you know, knowing the name of your podcast, and I was going to be was thinking about it, and do I want to say anything about that? And I thought, okay, I bet, at least in my experience of, geez, tens and tens and tens of thousands of women, women pay a lot of attention, and it comes from instinct, so it's normal. They pay a lot of attention to how to attract a man, right? So if we're thinking of magnets that we're that they're thinking of, how do I pull him towards me? How do I attract him towards me, right? And what I got to learn from men that was just awesome was that we're more the same than we think. I mean, we're really different. But for women, it seems like the men are in control, that men get to pick, right that that we have to attract them to us. Well, I found out from talking to men that they think we're in control, that we're the ones that get to pick and and them being attracted to us, just like us being really attracted to them, it throws them off balance. right? So being attracted is both like exciting and titillating and can be wonderful. But it can also put you put you on tilt and have you feel like you're at the effect of the other person and feel dependent and start to and wonder and worry about how to please them and and contort yourself in order to be more attractive to them. And and. One man put it, he just put it bluntly. We it was so great there's a panel of men like we have in all our courses and and we said you know what what are what are the qualities that most attract you to a woman and this one man says well of course when she's attracted to me <laughs> wait a second and women are so, we're like, so instinctually, you know, preening and posing, and we want to make sure that everything is flawless and looks perfect. And we don't know that what's intoxicating to a man, like, but I don't like the word toxic, but what, what is magnetic to a man is that you are drawn to him. So instead of us all trying to draw them to us, what what to them is a like a keeper is a woman who's drawn to him. Wow. And so, yes, yes. And so one of the things that I paid attention to for so long, right, being married for 26 years, Greg and I were together for 28 years at almost three decades and still madly in love up to the last moment. And so I had to pay attention to, when I was in love with him and when I wasn't, and when I had these huge feelings of love for him and when I didn't, and when I was attracted to him and like wanted to be with him and touch him and be around him and do things with him. And when I wanted to just stay away, I had to pay attention to what caused that. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the biggest things that women can affect. If you're talking about magnetizing a man, paying attention to what causes him to be magnetic for you, what causes him to draw you towards him and and what destroys that, what destroys that pulling together. And the easiest way to put it is respect, admiration, and affinity. So whatever... Increases the amount of respect you have for a man, the amount of admiration that you have for a man, the more you like him, affinity, you just like him. Like, oh, I like that about him. And I like, oh, he does that that way. Oh, I like that. Right? So it's respect and admiration and affinity are what's going to pull us towards them. It's also what expands. The space in us to feel love for another person, including for ourselves. And it's, when it disappears, when we lose respect, when we lose admiration, when we lose affinity, we, the space that we experience love in, it contracts, so we can actually feel like we have no love for them. Um, our sexual attraction to them, I mean, when a man does something that has us lose admiration for him, like that what that does to sexual attraction, just like, what a turnoff, right? And when he does something that has us not like him, we may still be sexually attracted, but we don't feel safe. We don't feel comfortable. We won't, um, mm, we're going to protect our heart, right? We, and so the biggest thing to pay attention to is what increases respect, admiration, affinity, and what detracts from it, and so one of the things I pay attention to a lot, is how is women, because all our instincts tell us to not say what we need, and not ask for what we need, it's a human um, restriction for both men and women, don't ask and don't tell. So a man will do something that causes us to lose respect for him, or admiration, or affinity, or all three. And we don't tell them we need him to change that. Mm. We, we don't actually identify it as I need this to be different. I need something to stop happening or I need something to start happening. Because ultimately this thing, if it doesn't change, it will kill our relationship. How many weeks or months or years it takes to do that? Uh, we don't know, but it, It will kill it. (laughs) And so we kind of, human beings, we like more live in like false hope that this will just magically change when he loves me more. He won't talk to me like that. When he respects me more, he'll do those things he doesn't do automatically. When he cares about me more, he'll show it this way. We have all these things that we make up that when a man feels right about me, then he'll act right towards me. We really assume that. And so we are always working on changing their feelings towards us Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we think if their feelings change, their behaviors change, and their behaviors are what's having us be repelled. And so if instead we're speaking up about what we need or speaking up about, you know, when you do that, I don't like you. So is that part of who you are and so we should call this now or or is that something that you're willing to change, you're willing to affect? And which means and this is so hard. It's it's so hard Auntie because we have to be willing to let them go. Like we have to keep being willing to let them go. And I mean I'm My boyfriend is here for the weekend. He lives 200 miles away. And we've had the most extraordinary weekend. It's been so beautiful, so tender and honest, right? Like this really honest conversation, why we would never want to get married and why we'd never want to live with each other full time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would think that would be like, that would kill a romance. Oh no, we were on fire at the end of that conversation, right? Because it was straight and it was honest and it was honoring it was really honoring of what we both need to to for our lives and to feed our lives and we're in our 60s right we're not we know now what we know now <laughs> right yes, and, totally. and we know what works for us and we know what brings out the worst in us and the best in us and so we know these conditions would cause a whole bunch of stuff that's not worth it and like being married. No, 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 no. Then all of your business becomes my business and then I'm going to micromanage your business and then you're going to be emasculated. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And if we live together, then I so said, I come to your house and it's your house. It's your house. It's like being at a hotel. That's why women have better sex in hotels. They're not accountable for the hotel. They don't have to fix the hotel. They don't have to beautify the hotel. They can just they can be out of their heads. (laughs) Like your house, it's, I don't need you to change anything. And all my job is to clean up after myself. But if I want to contribute something, I get to contribute something. And he's like, oh, yeah, like when you did this. And, and like, when you're in my house, my house is my house, and I get to keep it my way. (laughs) And, And it just, it's such a great conversation. But Seriously, in in three and a half months, we have had five conversations that that I started with. You're not in trouble. You didn't do anything wrong. And if this is you, then I'll just be glad you're on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) But I would rather be alone Mm -hmm. than be with someone who did that or be with someone who didn't do this. And... And he says it makes all the difference in the world that I tell him he hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And and then he can hear me, say what I have to say. And I'll what I do it. Yes, I, I actually will record it on audio text, you know, like an iPhone you can send audio text. Yeah. Other phones you can just do audio recordings. I do very short recordings, they're like two to three minutes, four minutes at the most, each. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And he can listen to them. He can listen to them over and over again. He, it's not just a gun shooting in his face. He can think about it. He can come to terms with it. He can ask, you know, can respond to clarifying questions. He has all this mental, emotional, time, space to respond to. You're not wrong that you're this way, but it, it's not a thing. And, and so I keep interacting with the things. That would have me lose respect, admiration, and affinity. Wow. And because yes, and so because of that, it keeps growing because every time we, he's come back and we've made, we've made some kind of deal like I like I teach in the Queen's Code. and we've made some kind of deal where, okay, so you need this. all right, I need this to give you that. Uh Oh, and you need that to give me that to give me that. Okay. So, so, and and deals, the best deals always end up with whoever needs this thing is the one whose action initiates it, Mm. right? So what your needs are not dependent upon someone else remembering and generating it, Mm -hmm. right? That if I say this that means I'm looking for this. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I can do that. And, and you have to follow up a lot with a lot of appreciation, but yeah, but it's just, um, yeah. So this business of magnetism, it's they don't want to just be told, pulled towards us. That's scary. That's they've been there. Women are magnetic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're ambrosia to men. Yeah. Or we're acid. We choose. Right. And so for them to be magnetized and be able and they can tell we're not. They can tell we're not. And so it they know they're doomed. And so they're gonna try to keep their distance. They're gonna they're either just gonna go headlong into, you know, okay, guys, I'll see you when I get back and recover from this. I I'm gonna dive into this pool, even though I get it's gonna kill me, right? But that 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 commitment that we may want that long term being together, you know, like at the end of this whole conversation with Dan about we're, we're, we don't want to marry anybody and, and it's not personal. And <laughs> and we don't want to live together the whole time. It's not personal. And um and, and I, can I still keep you? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to keep you. Okay, good. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it's just, it's the different, it's what I call the difference between form and substance, right? And our instincts have us want to go for the form and what I would call legitimacy, right? Mm-hmm. If he's my husband, then we're legitimate, right? right. Or if we live together, then there's legitimacy, right? And, and these two independent people protecting the the part that makes them themselves, right? What I from quantum physics, I would call it particle and wave mm-hmm. You know matter can exist as both particle and wave. And togetherness and coupleness and intimacy, that's wave. But if you don't take care of your particle, you don't take care of yourself as an individual your waves are a mess, mm-hmm. they're a mess. And um, a degraded particle makes a degraded wave. So it's, so that independence, there are things we need to be independent about to keep being ourselves, to keep the integrity of ourselves so that when we become part of that wave, what we're bringing is, is wholesome, is good, is in good shape.